All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Crew Talk Podcast here on Crew Kicks. Damn, I'm getting better at saying that too. I'm getting used to it. Anyway, um, we have a, another great episode for you guys. My man Magnus is here all the way from the UK. London boys. London boys. Here. So you're, you're, you're in London, right? Not on the outskirts or, or are you on the outskirts? Straight in London. Straight in London. In the center. London boys. So, um, yeah, man, this is a, let me do a quick little hype up intro. This is Crew Talk where we have the hottest uh, guest in uh, the streetwear, fashion, sneaker world. Um, I'm going to make a bold statement and say this is the hottest podcast in the fashion, sneaker, streetwear world right now. Is it okay for me to make that claim? I think it's uh, it's definitely warranted considering I stopped doing my podcast. Oh, okay. There so we I think go. we can we can give it to you. Uh, we to got guys. The, right, so we, got, we got the disclaimer. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, um, we're doing a podcast every single Tuesday. So thank you guys for joining us again. If you're watching this on YouTube, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, I'm trying to get it on Spotify, but they're for some reason they're not allowing it. It's not showing up. But hopefully by the time this episode goes up, uh, it happens. And how are you doing? Welcome to America, first of all. Thank you. First time or no? No, I've been here loads of times. Third time in LA uh, so far. Okay. So far, so good. What are you doing out here? It's one of those weird ones where I've got shit planned I want to do, like content. Mm -hmm. But then it's also just a holiday. Obviously, when you work with social media, often it's about your brand image, what you do outside, the picture you yeah. kind of put out there. Mm -hmm. So when you're out doing cool shit, then it kind of reflects in a nice way. Yeah. So slightly work, slightly just holiday, just chill. Get the sun, get a bit of tan. Nice. Weather, go, what, weather, how's beach. the weather here compared to London? I mean, sadly enough, it's pretty much the same. Oh, really? I expect it to be completely different. But then um, literally the day I left London, weather just got amazing. Like <laughs> yeah. 20 so, degrees. So really, this is probably the worst of all year. It's like a little bit of rain and people go crazy out here. Yeah, we had, there was rain yesterday and I was very surprised. Yeah. I was not expecting it, but... <laughs> I don't know it's good. It's it's nice to see different scenery. Yeah, and do other stuff. So yeah, yeah definitely. Um, all right, let's just go ahead and get into it. As far as like, maybe for the people who don't know, how did you start? What? How are you like into fashion and all that? Like, are you in the, the hype hype beast fashion, streetwear fashion, high end fashion? Just kind of maybe give people a quick summary of who you are, what you do. Yeah, my name is Magnus. Magnus Rowling. Um, so I kind of started my whole YouTube career making fun of hype beasts. That was kind of the start, making like fun me. of uh, true, making fun of that kind of scene, that industry. Um, I was always interested in the brands. I'd go to Supreme Jobs, check it out, hang out with people who were really into it, but it never really caught on with me because it was almost too much trend based. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a very very big. I, I pursue personal style very heavily, so in that sense. I think I've always been more attracted to thrifting or some more high-end pieces or some other stuff where you don't see everyone wearing them. I think that's my problem with some of the new Supreme stuff, the new some of the new shoes, is that when you see all your friends around you wearing the stuff, it's kind of like, Ugh. yeah. it's not the fact you can't wear the same stuff, but it's just not as special as if you found some piece that no one else has got. Yeah. So I think that's that's my main thing, the scarcity of of vintage stuff and that uniqueness mm -hmm. where it's more like one of, one of a kind that makes it special for me. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think, um, we met like a year ago at the Jordan Paris, like preview thing, which was pretty cool. I didn't know you were going to be there. And I've heard, I heard of you through like your problems with like unknown. I think that's how I <laughs> first found out about straight, you. Straight, 
straight into the the semi yeah, semi man. YouTube beef. Of Jesus course, we got to find the headline for the for the episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now we'll get into that. But um, yeah, we met like a year ago. Um, I met you like on the bus. You like said what's up, and then also we were at the time we were in that uh best dressed YouTuber con- con- contest too. So you are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll talk about that too. But um, yeah, it was cool right off the bat. I didn't think you would be somebody that would actually be like able to talk to. Mm. For, I just felt like you didn't like me, but it was like you're like, hey, what's up? I was like, oh, what up? And then uh, we just hung out like. We chilled during the event and whatnot, and then uh, um, we just followed each other, and he came to L.A. I was like, yo, we got to get on the podcast. We just had some food right now. Super chill. And then boneless chicken wings. Nice. That's literally how white I am. <laughs> Don't want to get messy fingers. Exactly. Yeah. It's good, no, good American food, but I heard you guys got a wing stop in London now. We do, yeah. They're yeah. giving out black cards to literally every influencer well uh, i don't have one though but uh, not sponsored by wingstop wingstop if you want to wingstop if you want to sponsor us let me know yeah um but no i mean with the whole <laughs> event thing it was it's one of them ones where i wouldn't expect you to be at a jordan event you're the last <laughs> person i would expect to be at a jordan event no nah, i'm a big i'm a big fan of jordan ones jordan one, of that's, course that's bro. everybody's if there's no one who doesn't like jordan ones who's into sneakers or into fashion i think true but i think with the whole event thing it's always it's always tricky because everyone's Billy Big Balls behind camera. Yeah. And it's like, oh, putting out whatever you want to put out. And then it kind of just is there. It's online. Mm-hmm. And I think speaking to people in real life and kind of getting on each other is very, is very powerful. Um, I was definitely a lot more cynical, a lot more negative. Mm-hmm. Go back a year and a half. Um, but I've, I've kind of come to a point now where it's, there's no reason to, to be like that. Yeah. Um, I used to really shit on Supreme and the Supreme reviews and Supreme drops, but I don't know. I'm trying to be less negative. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's not that it's hard, but it's kind of like a step to take, I think. Yeah. So, so let's, let's start out with that. So you basically started your YouTube with like bashing the hype beast. Like, uh, I don't know who you went at first or whatnot, but you know, you had some problems with unknown who's unknown's not really a hype beast, but like Ari, did you, you, you went at Ari, right? Definitely. So you went at Ari, you went at all these other... Was it mainly like kids from London that you were going after or was it like everyone? Because I, I, was... I don't think you ever went at me. You might have made comments about me, but I don't think you ever made like a video about me. I could be wrong. No, I don't I don't think I did. Um, did I? No, I didn't. I mm-hmm. never made a video. I never went Ari Kagan on you. Not quite. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I've, the thing is, I've, it's tricky with the whole hype piece thing and bashing it because... There are some supreme pieces I fucking love. I mm-hmm. think they're sick. Um, but in terms of the whole bashing hype beasts, I think back when I started YouTube, I was kind of seeing everyone as competition in a way, mm-hmm. and I almost saw it as, "Oh, we're the guys who are really into fashion. These are guys into hype beast stuff." And then just, I was like, yeah. "Oh, different, different camp," and then go at them. I feel like you're the you're basically like our comment section, and then instead <laughs> of just commenting it, you're like, "I'm gonna make videos about it." Yeah, low and key, low key. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel Probably. like that's the best way to say it. Is that, and then people, people fucked with it, and then you had your like audience who was like with you. They were like behind you, like yeah, fuck those guys. And then, like you said, you kind of like went away from that, right? Yeah. Is your audience like? Did people get mad at you for not doing it as much? Or, I think people have definitely commented on the fact that there might be less memes now or less kind of fuck hype beasts mentality. Yeah. Um. I will say that like the whole fuck high beast mentality has always been more of, of like a facade. Yeah. I don't have any severe dislike towards high beasts. Yeah. It's more like that stereotype, that stereotype of high beast. But you just don't like the fact that it, we've we've kind of turned it into like a positive thing. I don't know. I don't think I think it's a positive thing in that sense. I think it's more 
that I guess the, the word I'm looking for is sheep mentality, where mm -hmm. it's kind of very, very trend based and very, very yeah. focused around certain brands all the time, certain releases, and everyone kind of wears the same stuff for two, three weeks, and then it's the next drop. To the next one. So I don't feel like there's that much longevity in it, yeah, because it's just constantly pumping out new product. Yeah. At the same time, we've also got other brands doing that that aren't necessarily hype beasts, mm -hmm. but I think hype beast got a very bad rep because of how it kind of took over YouTube and Instagram, and for people who have been through the phase, they've told me they look back at them being hype beasts and going, oh, I've got no idea what I like this. Yeah. So I think to the same extent, I think that the hype beast is still a stage and then eventually people kind of go past it and then go into something else. Yeah, I caught my, earlier today we went into the Supreme store and I was like, I want this, this, this. And then I was kind of waiting in line. I'm like, dude, like you don't really need this. You're in the store. That's why you want it, but you don't really need it. So I ended up just buying a hat. So I, I get what you're saying. It's like, and I get also the thing about like three weeks later, there's something new, but Supreme mm. literally next Thursday, there's something new. You know what I mean? And if you don't have, if you're not posting that fit pick from that week, then you're not that what you're wearing next week isn't relevant. So it's like, I get it, but it's like, you know, most of the stuff that I buy is like stuff I actually like to wear. Yeah. That's what I try to, you know, cr not cross that line. It's like, oh, let me just get this for a fit pick there. Sometimes I do, but it's part of the business, I guess. So no, for sure. I mean, I think that's where my kind of love hate with our Petru comes in, in a way. Yeah. Because on one hand is smart business that mm -hmm. you go to a store, you buy new stuff, you post a picture, you get some likes, you get some more followers. But on the other hand, when when you just buy the clothing for a picture and never wear it again, then I feel like it's kind of just abusing mm -hmm. something uh, just to gain more followers. But it's the same business method across every different industry. So yeah. it's not it's not like I hate that method in general, but it's just because it's a relevant method within something I care about where I just don't really see the point in it. Mm -hmm. Well, I see the point in it, but I don't necessarily agree with it or yeah. the, the ethics behind it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of the, the point where I think fashion for me is very personal. And I think when it's just a quick flip for an Instagram picture, then it's kind of whatever. Uh, but at the same time, Ari is super open about it. He doesn't yeah. pretend that he loves every piece. He's very open, says, oh, just doing this for the pick guys. It's my job, etc." And that's why I fully respect him. Um, nice. I don't think we saw eye side in the beginning, but we spoke a couple of times now. Uh, and he's honestly one of the most like straightforward guys. Yeah, I know definitely. In the, in the whole industry and scene because he says what he means and he's not afraid to stand up himself and overall just a nice guy when you speak to him yeah i agree i agree 100 percent. he doesn't try to act like he likes stuff he's like he'll say like oh i need this for a fit pick mm. and then like but i'm selling it now or some shit like that but um what about like uh what a, overall what a, what a geezer what a geezer, what a right? geezer. <laughs> <laughs> i would say come on the podcast but he's already been on the podcast so um so let's talk about youtube in london like there's surprisingly not surprising i don't know if it's surprisingly but there's a lot of you guys based in london like for i forgot what i think i said this to ari too it's like for for us in america we're all spread out there's like me blake shout out to be sneak me blake are in la and then you have like uh jacobs wacoma washington yeah washington atlanta, atlanta tony's atlanta bulls in freaking virginia or something uh like everyone's spread out but you guys you're all in london yeah. So I think I asked Ari the same question as like because you guys are all in in London and you guys are all doing basically the same thing, which is men's fashion. Like, mm. there that's got to be one of the reasons why you guys bump heads so much. 
I don't really think that with you. Many, no, I don't like. Many. You already explained. My bad. You already explained the Ari situation, but like, I want to maybe like unknown. I feel like you and unknown unknown have a more similar style, mm. and I feel like that's why you guys kind of bumped heads. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys still have beef or not, but no. I mean, I think what kind of caused it back then was again my negativity towards most things, mm-hmm. where I saw it a lot more as competition rather than friendly. Not just a friendly competition, but more like a playing field mm-hmm. because. People spend fucking hours on YouTube every single day. Yeah. And there's enough people to go around. Like you don't you don't listen to just one music artist yeah. for your whole life. You mm-hmm. kind of switch it up a bit. You meet, well, you see new things. So I think, but back then I had that mentality of uh, competition. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, and then we also kind of covered the same things. So I, we both did Supreme Drop sometimes. I kind of took the piss out of it. He did more like serious Supreme Drops. And then I think... Back then, it, when you when you have a slight dislike to someone, it just kind of it's like a snowball that kind of starts rolling, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what that person does. It's like, oh, it's really weird, or oh, that's really yeah. bad. Um, but that's the thing. I'm happy to kind of have come past that stage now, because there's no reason to spread that much negativity. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the main thing. Yeah. If you want to fight, I'm still here though. If you want to do a little boxing match. So wait, so you guys still are still waiting. beefing now, or no? Is nah. it no? No. Nah, have you beefing. spoken? Have you guys spoken? yeah okay we don't hang out but if we see each other say hi what's up that's all thing. cool yeah um i met him first time properly in together with banks when they had like gumball 3000 oh, okay that's, i think that's the first time i met him properly hung out for a day and everything's fine nice it's one of those things where until you actually meet the person the the guy in person then you can't really yeah base your judgment properly yeah same thing with you essentially i yeah. didn't necessarily have the best impression of you from the content because it wasn't my kind of thing but then meeting in real life you're super cool and you're also very honest about stuff mm-hmm. and i think that's what i appreciate yeah um and i think that's why it's very powerful to then go and meet people in yeah. real life because that's how you kind of realize how they are as a person as well yeah in terms of the whole london thing and youtubers i think london is kind of the core area for streetwear and fashion in the uk i agree 100 percent. so and i think paris maybe paris and london True, but I think in terms of like on YouTube, we've yeah. got French YouTubers, yeah. they'll speak in French. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people who live in the UK just kind of naturally migrate to London because that's where you've got the scene or the scene is kind of what brings people into their that's kind of interests. Um, I think it's the state is so big that you've got many different hubs for different things and that's yeah. why it might be a bit more spread out. Nice, nice. Um, let's talk about... Um our first question quick question so is there anybody you don't fuck with right now because you seem to have made up with unknown you're cool with ari cool with me cool with everybody is there anybody that you're like still like yo fuck that guy from instagram to youtube or anything i gotta get the headlines i'm trying to think i mean <laughs> i i don't think no, no one really springs to mind um or I've, someone who just like uh, i still can't stand his content like you may not worry about how he is but you're just like yo fuck what this guy's doing Nah, I'm past that. Past that. Past that. All right, good job. Now. Spread yeah. positivity. Spread, I love it. I passed the test. <laughs> passed the shit test. Yeah. Um. Nah, all right. It's, cool. It's, it's yeah. You good? Any any other statements? Are you good? What about Blake Linder? Nah, I'm good. Blake, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to bash you again. <laughs> you already got enough hate. Again, bash him again. Yeah, bash him. Again. Uh, we'll get we'll get take it easy on him. Um. Hopefully, when we get him, we're gonna get Blake and Ari on the show together. You gotta that'd watch be, that one. That'll be good. That's gonna be epic. We're going to make sure we have security so they don't throw hands. <laughs> but Blake's uh, <laughs> underage or he can't do anything. <laughs> no, nah, they're not going to fight. Anyway, um, let's talk about that best dress competition. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about that because I think it was a complete scam. A scam. My man went to the finals. 
You yeah. wanna you lost. I lost. Who did you lose? Oh, I know who you lost to. Ricky Ricky, Ricky Thompson. Yeah, big Ricky T. Ricky Thompson, the last person who I would expect to even be in that competition, How won come? the competition. How come? I think they added him. Let me tell you guys the thing. When I was originally pitched the idea to be in it, it was from what's that channel? PQ. Yeah, your boys, right? You're cool with all them. Yeah. Um so they had hit me up. They're like, yo, we're doing this thing with high sub- snobiety. Did I say it right? Snobiety? High snobiety. Um, we're going to post you guys. Uh, we're going to promote it. And then they're like, yeah, um, what's the phase apex is going to be in it. They told me phase guys were going to be in it. They said rice gum's going to be in it. Yeah. All those guys turned it down because they weren't getting paid, which we should have done that. Um, but I did it. All of us did it. Jacob, uh, Harrison, Blazendary, you, um, who else was in there that I know? Uh, it was Jacob, Fernando, Sanjeev, myself, Kai, Bree Thompson, you... Oh, Kai was in there too, yeah. Um, unknown. There's a range, range of people. Yeah, so basically, the reason why I think it was a scam was basically um, the voting process was done on YouTube, which I don't think YouTube's polls are accurate because on each of the categories, one person was killing everybody by a by landslide, like... I feel like their polls are not accurate. Like, I feel like within a day or something, it just doesn't change. Like, no matter how much we promoted, nobody's percentages were changing crazy. And Ricky Thompson won from the first day because he posted it before anybody else. But they should have done the polls on another website. Second of all, it was a popularity contest. It wasn't really about fashion. Um, And me, it's like my audience, like a lot of them hate me. So they're not going to vote for me intentionally. You know what I mean? So it was a popularity contest. Um... So the polls is one thing. The other thing is like we were promoting the hell out of it. Never got posted on High Snobiety. I didn't see them post anything about the contest. Mm. I saw PAQ. Obviously, they did a lot of the stuff. They posted a lot of the stuff. But I just feel like we were promoting the hell out of it and getting nothing back. Obviously, you got to the final. So you got more than anybody else. But you want to kind of explain your thoughts on it and what happened and why you lost to Ricky? Um, so with the whole scam thing, I don't say anything is a scam, but it's very important to remember that although you promote something really heavily on your own channels, mm-hmm. because the PAQ following is so dedicated to PAQ, but also certain types of content, you'll automatically have that change. You'll always, you'll always have that split where they won't necessarily love sneaker YouTubers the same way they'll love someone else who don't care about sneakers or more into whatever it is they're into, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you've got many similarities with your own audience and a PQ audience, then obviously it is a popularity yeah. concept. End of the day, because they were really well-dressed in every single category, mm-hmm. but everyone's dressed very differently. So I think that the audience kind of picked the styles that were most similar to what PQ would dress like. Because yeah. that's what they're used that's to. What, that's what a lot of us, a lot of like Jacob and them have said, is like your style is like way similar to the PAQ and their audience, so. Exactly. And I think it's because it's more of a UK-based show as well, mm-hmm. where it's a lot less about sneakers and more about, I guess, high-end stuff or, I don't know, vintage, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, me losing to Ricky is fine. Ricky takes it up 100%. Bad day. Had a very bad day. Didn't perform. <laughs> Shit hair. What did they make you do in the finals? I didn't watch it. There's like a fashion show like contest or what? So obviously you had the, the challenge of you picking out the pieces and then you couldn't try them on until the final day. And mm-hmm. then you have to do a little little catwalk. Yeah. So Who was the judges? Because they told me Jaden Smith was going to be a judge on the original email. Yeah. Um, Sarah Snyder, 
Colega Leo, A-Tip, and Danny Lomas, one of the guys from P. Okay, so those guys got paid, we didn't get paid. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they got paid or not. Um, probably did. Yeah. Some of them probably did. Yeah. But I mean, when, when it comes to us not getting paid, I don't really care. Yeah. I think when, obviously this whole thing is a social media thing, it's on YouTube, but I think when you involve money and stuff, then suddenly you've got all these other things to think about. Yeah. Instead of you just going because you really want to go to a contest and be a part of it, it's more like, oh, I'm gonna, am I gonna cash a check? Yeah. Um, because people can always say no. If, if you don't wanna do it, you don't wanna do it. And I think for me, it was a cool way to meet all the guys properly, yeah. be a part of something really cool. And then I think it's a very, very big thing for the YouTube community to see people collaborating with each other. Because I don't think people expect to see you on PAQ, for example. Yeah. And I don't think people expect to see Ricky, for example, or someone as small as TDR or Go-Kart or Stopkart. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how you bring people together. And it should be the want to make content rather than yeah. um, getting paid. Yeah. Uh, because they covered flights, they covered accommodation and everything. Yeah. If they got paid by High Snob or someone else, I don't know. Yeah. But obviously it's a massive, massive production as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I know a lot of comments going to be like, oh, he's just salty. He lost, he lost, he lost. <laughs> Could be true. I mean, honestly, I just was so disappointed with the voting process because it, it really is a popularity contest in, in the beginning. So obviously after that, then it's not. But yeah, but I think YouTube in general is very much about popularity regardless. Yeah. Um, obviously, YouTube is where you build the strongest audiences, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. uh, because you have time to speak to your followers and your well, subscribers and you've got as much content you want to put out you can put out mm -hmm. and people if people really if people really fuck with you then it's literally the strongest community you can have yeah and people are into memes and they're into making all these things on a the channel they think it's really cool and i think that's where you'll never escape that whole popularity thing you know what i would think was who, think who, do, you think, who do you think you should have won who do you think should have won um unknown was in it right yeah i think you unknown jacob J I, I think it's it's like you can't compare you know what I mean? It's like you either like streetwear or you like the high end. I feel like you and Unknown are really good at the high end. Um, and then I feel like Jacob is really good with like Supreme and streetwear. And then like when it comes to like super hypey stuff, it's like Ari, Blazendary, me. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think I should have won at all. Like I'm not saying I should have won. I'm just, I don't know. I just think the voting process was shitty. But anyway, so we had to pause the camera because there's a 30 minute limit on these cameras. We need to figure that out. But anyway, um, uh, I I asked you guys to ask me or ask him some questions on Instagram. I'm an idiot. I put my phone on airplane mode, so it never posted until right now. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have to delay it like five minutes. But I asked him if there's anything else we wanted, he wanted to talk about. And then you said you wanted to. We're going to interview Kyle. Flip now. the script. We're going we're gonna to do a. Uh a sicko mode we're gonna do a little sicko mode flip, remix flip it nah. this is a crew talk first ladies and gentlemen we're gonna flip the script give script me, give me the loot now i think i think my for me it's more obviously you are the west coast biggest hype beast so what yeah. what is it about hype the whole hype beast scene that really fascinates you about it um <laughs> is that you oh we got my man chris opening up a 3d energy drink the official sponsor <laughs> <laughs> of the podcast shout out to 3d energy drink i'm cracking, actually I'm cracking in, up in a cold one exactly it's good it's fire i told you um so basically let me tell you like my whole life 
it wasn't really about oh i was a hype beast like even since i was younger i always wanted the newest sneakers i always wanted the newest you know clothing i'd always go into the mall and try to buy like sean john and fat farm and uh rock aware like that's what i was into like it was the style of matching shoes with the shirt with the matching hat and like the throwback jerseys mm. which is obviously that was like a usa type thing i don't i don't think that was a popular in, in europe and whatnot before but, i was born yeah <laughs> before he was born um so i've always been into wanting the newest and hottest items in in fashion and sneakers and then as i got older you know the hype beast term came along and it was such a negative negative word and i used to be hated to be called it from my friends like oh you're such a hype beast and i was like no like i like legit like it and then when i i would say about the time i moved to la about three years ago um i kind of like i was like yeah like started embracing it yeah i'm like i okay you want to people want to call me a hype beast on the internet friends want to call me a hype beast i'm like yeah what's wrong with that like it's just a word and i was like let's turn this into something positive or let's make this into a category you know what i mean so i started using it um calling myself the biggest hype beast on youtube i think i was the first one to like put hype beast in my title and um i could be wrong maybe somebody else did it too but um i kind of just wanted to flip the script on it and i feel like myself as well as a few other companies and people might have helped you know change that whole thing and it's just i've just like ran with it and it does good in the vlogs because it's like you're not just like what are you gonna put like in youtube titles it's like the word hypebeast is so much better than like streetwear or you know maybe it's like i'm shopping but i'm not just shopping for shoes i'm shopping for supreme babe everything it's like that word hypebeast is mm. just perfect for that you know what i mean see i feel that hypebeast used to do really well on youtube mm -hmm. and i feel like i'd say last year when blazner really started popping up when he the videos went viral and everything mm -hmm. that was like the full-on peak of Hypebeast yeah but I feel like recently even with my own videos titles with Hypebeast in hasn't been performed that well yeah so do you think that Hypebeast is going to continue is it going to go into different brands or how do you see it kind of progressing mm, I agree with you it was definitely at its, its peak last year I feel like 2016 was like sneaker 2017 was like oh no let me correct my 2016 2017 was like sneaker putting sneaker in the title sneakerhead yeah Last year, I got gassy from this drink. <laughs> Last year, it was Hypebeast. Like, the Hypebeast took over. Um, and then this year, it's kind of like, people are getting over it, but it's still its, it's category. And the, for me, it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's, like, completely dead as far as, like, using it in the titles and whatnot, but we don't know what's next. No. So I definitely agree that it is kind of like fading out and people aren't as interested as the word hype beast anymore, but it's it's it, it's still like it's it's common now like sneakers. It's like it's it's there, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'll stop using it, but I don't know what's next. Like what what could even be next, you know what I mean? I think it's just as far as the content goes, it's like regardless, so we need to find a way to be creative. For sure. Yeah, I think hype beast is a very effective way to kind of encapsulate everything to do with new fashion mm -hmm. or new streetwear because it's such a term that everyone's aware of and they know that kind of clothing they'll expect to see so if they're interested in hype beast then they'll constantly get recommended new stuff about yeah. hype beast mm -hmm. but i think unless until another concept is coined it's it's just gonna go stale unless suddenly something happens again yeah um but until more people start using the same term then it won't really change so yeah. if we start using 
I don't know, vintage head. Yeah. say vintage head is the next next thing. <laughs> vintage head, yeah. That's a good thing. That's a vintage head. You know who uh, started it? <laughs> Starts going viral. Watch. Telling from now on, vintage boys. Got his vintage S- jacket on. Straight up. <laughs> but I think it's it's kind of like you've got to find a perfect balance because if you have too many doing it, yeah. then no one cares anymore. If you have too few doing it, then it's not going to catch on. So I think it's about having a certain amount of people actively pushing that word mm-hmm. to then make it then go, oh, what's vin- vintage head? Yeah. And then same thing will happen where it's popping for a year maybe it'll go up and down and then next term yeah but i mean for me it's i used to be into sneakers like really heavily yeah and i kind of went past that stage i had some hypey stuff went past that stage what do you feel like is your next stage if you go apart uh, if you go forward and hype beast what is i wouldn't say forward sounds weird but what's like the next stage do you think for you yeah as i get older obviously i kind of like see less value in some of this stuff like i don't really need it you know what i mean but then obviously it's like yo this does good like for videos and stuff like that um that's such an already thing to say um i still love it you know what i mean so i don't know what's next but as i get older i kind of like i don't want so much supreme big as fuck on my shirt you know what i mean yeah um and i don't know dude i don't know i just kind of like try to keep it very like minimal but then also i like still like my brands and this is gonna sound weird but like i'm getting over like high-end fashion like especially like gucci and lv like i'll here and there like i'll check it out but like last year i was like super like oh like every week i'd check the gucci store and stuff and i'm just like that shit's kind of a waste of money like to me and it's like so i'm getting over like the high-end stuff Mm. i'm still kind of into this the reason why i like the streetwear and supreme world not so much like i think supreme is like you can wear it and still sell it for maybe more than what you paid off-white even off-white it's like i love off-white like my fucking car is wrapped in off-white but i haven't been buying it as much it's because you buy it you can't resell that shit you lose money on off-white it's expensive as fuck if it was priced the same as supreme then yeah but it's not so i don't know what's really next for me i'm trying to dress more mature but i'll never stop wearing sneakers i'll never be the guy who like people always comment that like when are you gonna start dressing your age like what do you want me to fucking wear a polo and dress pants because i'm fucking 30 years old people think i'm 40 years old i'm 30 years old um it's like i'm i think it's like dress however the hell you want doesn't matter what age you are but i do want to you know start dressing a little bit older but i'm never going to be the guy who wears like a freaking polo and like dress shirts just because i'm older like i'm gonna wear whatever i'm comfortable with so i don't know what's next for me i still want to rock with the hype beast because that's what i love i love the newest products i love like seeing the newest sneakers i Mm. love things that i you know new new types of collabs and stuff like that so i really don't know what's next though so i'm excited for the uh the kai's omar j crew hole (laughs) i spent ten thousand dollars at j crew one one that's you, how you know do you know what express is no nah. the store express that, that was a store that i used to work with i used to work at yeah uh, and it's like dress shirts and stuff i used to dress like a grown man like i used to wear dress shirts and like ties and stuff when i got like after high school i stopped collecting sneakers and i was like more into like that type of stuff mm. and then i got back into it like maybe like two three years before i started doing the sneaker content and i'm like bro i missed this stuff i forgot about it but what do you uh what was your first video you ever made first video ever yeah it was a skit on my oh my first ever ever like outside of youtube or actually fir- first first video on youtube that was streetwear related first video on youtube that was streetwear related so the thing is like before i started making like actual streetwear and sneaker content i would i was vlogging 
So here and there, I'd show like a pickup. Okay. And then before I started my Crew Kicks channel, which is this channel, which is a sneaker channel, I would t do like a monthly pickup, like everything I picked up in the month. And those videos started doing hella good. Okay. So I was like, oh, I have something here. And then that's when I started the sneaker channel and everything just freaking blew up. And I just focused on that and then vlogged showing my sneaker pickups, unboxings, all that stuff. So yeah, it was kind of like test runs and seeing if people messed with it. Because I had a little audience before that, like under 100k like just making skits and vlogging and stuff like that so i mean it must must have been hard to kind of get away from skits as well because if you build an audience who likes one thing yeah breaking that shit is hard it is it's it really is it re that's what people always tell me they're like i'm scared to try this because my audience doesn't mess with it i'm like if if that was a mentality i had like if i just stuck to doing like the middle eastern skits because i used to just do middle eastern skits then i would have never got to where i am like i was in such a bubble and Every time I try to do sneaker content, the people, the original people are like, that shit's not going to take you anywhere. And then the shit blew up. So mm. I always tell people to test the waters. Like, you never know. Like, even with like sneakers, like some of my friends are like, oh, I want to do like a tech thing. I'm like, dude, try it out because you're not, when it comes to YouTube, you're not just, you are trying to like please your subscribers, but you're also trying to get more subscribers. Yeah. So the people who aren't subscribed to you, they might be into tech. So you might not get a hundred thousand views on your video like you're always doing but you might get like five ten thousand people who don't know who you are because of sneakers and they they'll find you through tech so it's like test it out test the waters find what works for you or just show who you really are you know what i mean mm. i don't think you should be doing men's fashion if you're not into it i don't think you should be doing tech if you're not into it so i'm i'm just i think I'm, to some extent i'm scared oh hold on this somebody's dying it's the police <laughs> Ahmed probably got hit by a car. We haven't seen him for an hour. But I think I'm, I'm almost scared to find something that works too well because then you become that guy. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with Harris Neville and Unknown um, because it, they almost have to keep making those videos because otherwise they won't make they won't get the views they really want. Yeah. And it's really hard going from having 500k views on a video to the end of getting 30k on a video. Yeah. And you feel like you. I know flopped. the feeling. I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, I think I've been on YouTube long enough to not let it affect me when views go down because I've when I used to vlog like every single day I would vlog and I'd only get like 20 30k and I just always kept going and I still have that mentality because I've had vlogs like when I was in my peak like 2016 2017 bro I was getting like 200 to 300 to 400k per vlog yeah and then on crew kicks I was uploading consistently too so I was getting like 100 to 200k on there so I know what it feels like to go from such a high to a lower and it's like, I never let it break me. I never let the comments break me like, oh, you're falling off. It's like, yo, as long as I'm entertaining one person, you got to keep going. So I don't really worry about the numbers, but I see other people getting scared like, oh, shit. So that's what, again, like I said, people get scared to switch up because they don't want to get less views. But I'm like, yo, just test it out. Like it might pay off. So. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's really, I think it's really tricky sometimes because I've built my audience in a way that's very, very they're not cynical, but when yeah. you when you base something on online humor, then a lot of people will also talk shit about you to yeah. you because you kind of shit on yourself. Yeah. And recently I've had like a period where I feel like I've made like one of the best videos I've ever made. And then you post it and you're really happy. You want to see good comments. You want to see people like, oh, that's sick. And then you get the... It's you're you're running out of content yeah, right? shit. and i'm like bro i spent 20 hours in this video <laughs> i really love it and you go from loving your video to saying fuck it 
Did I mean, we, that's the that's the hard one. That's um, the that's the heartbreaker, bro. You know how many times I've done that where I put so much work and money into a video and it does shit compared to one that I just filmed in my bedroom sitting there. It's all about the title and thumbnail. And that's the scary part because yeah. I want to create like a sick video, but almost if the title or the thumbnail doesn't work, then yeah. it's it's not that it's game over. But why would people click on it? And then you almost have to start doing all the clickbait thumbnails, yeah. and then it's almost are you trying to appeal to your current audience you've already built or you're trying to just get new people in yeah because your current audience will get tired of you constantly clickbaiting yeah unless you've done it for your whole youtube yeah. career and that's kind of where i am because i want to make videos that are really me that could potentially go viral because mm -hmm. that's how you get a very big audience who are into what you do and it's something that's based around your channel and who you are but at the same time i want to have my current audience who i really fucking love and i'm really appreciative of yeah but it's, it's kind of hard finding that balance. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to always find that balance. And that's tricky sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when I read my titles, I'm like, hmm, I fake going to fashion week. It's like, it doesn't sound like me in yeah. a way. It's not like, oh, how to start beige. That's yeah. more me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's where it's always tricky for me. You have to have that really strong thumbnail yeah. to even get anywhere. Yeah, I find myself sometimes when I have like a bigger project, I'm like, I'm like, sometimes what, it's like, yeah, what's the title? What's yeah, the thumbnail? What's the title? You, you have to like, think of a way to like bring people in. Like we did the, like we put in a lot of work in for my New York sneaker con vlog. Mm. Um, and it was like the only way that this dope ass video that we put together, cause we made it like a Wolf of Wall Street type vibe. And if I would have put it like the hype beast Wolf of Wall Street, that wouldn't have done as good as like, this is my last sneaker con. Yeah. Even though it wasn't my last sneaker con, but that title I wanted it to use it so bad because I wanted to people to see the actual video and how good it was. Mm. And regardless, people are going to get mad, but I was like, I know I had to do that. So I, I get what you're saying. It sucks, but people, I wish people, viewers would just kind of like think why you did it rather than always oh, trying to clickbait and trick us like for money. Like think about why we did it. Like if the content is good, the title and the thumbnail, like you should understand it by now. YouTube's been out around long enough. People have been doing clickbait long enough. And I think it's just people who have given it a bad rep who really don't live up to the hype of the video and they just do a shitty ass thumbnail thing that mm. fuck it up for everyone. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's a it's a tough one because even myself, I maybe I'll probably subscribe to thirty people mm -hmm. and then every day I'll go on my subscription page and I'll watch one of thirty videos. Like I literally just scroll. I'm like, nah, don't watch that. Mm -hmm. And so I know how it is to be a subscriber to other people. You don't watch the stuff, and it's kind of always hit or miss. Yeah. So. On one hand, it's like, oh, if I'm not gonna watch stuff, then I may as well unsubscribe. Yeah. But what if one day they make some sick video I really wanna watch yeah. and you're waiting for that video? And it's almost like a ghost town almost where you've got, I've got 230K subscribers. I'd say maybe 40% of them interact very heavily with videos and mm -hmm. watch, watch the stuff. But then you've still got 60% who don't really interact anymore. Yeah. Or maybe they do it on one or two videos every month or whatever. I think that's where it's hard, but because I don't want to see my subscribers go down. Yeah. Because that fucking sucks. Like when you see that little tick, you're like, mm, my heart. Yeah. One guy left me for that. But you also don't want it to go really high and not have an audience that actually fucks with yeah. you. Yeah. And people, I mean, you're never going to get the same amount of subscribers you have. People need to understand that too. Like I have a million, I only get like 100, 200K. Mm. Uh, every, even the biggest people, like PewDiePie, has like what, fucking 80 million? Yeah. And he only gets like, maybe 10 to 20 
tops yeah yeah so it's, it's a percentage like low very low percentage of how many people actually watch so mm. it for is sure really i mean but then yeah, we look at pewdiepie and we're like shit eight million views video like <laughs> yeah imagine right? i think anything over a million is big to me no 100 percent. all right so let's let's get to these questions yeah i'm scared all right so we're gonna end it off with some of these questions we've been doing the podcast for about mm, 35 40 minutes we'll take a few of these i don't know what this is kind of weird somebody said what's your favorite car my favorite car um ferrari f40 it's a very strong very strong car mm-hmm. um i'll never own one but it's beautiful nice. newer cars i'd say tesla tesla model I x like te- oh yeah model x is fire i think that might be my next car it's just a cruiser I didn't. I really didn't fuck with the new Lamborghini, the Lamborghini 4x4. I like that one. Mm. Faze Rug got it. I like that one. Not a fan. And then obviously the um, Mercedes G wagon. Oh yeah, fucking beautiful car. Nice. What do you think about the Ari and Blake's beef? Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about this a bit earlier yeah. when we had wings. Yeah. Um, it's tricky because I see where Ari is coming from, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Because it's it's something I've been thinking as well with Blake. Often it's content that has been kind of regurgitated eating other people's content and then made his own version mm-hmm. um but also as we said blake is still very young and i think if i was in if i go back to me being 16 17 i'll probably be in the same mindset and you just want to do whatever you can to get yourself out there and really really get the views and a grind yeah but then you also gotta make sure that you don't fuck up yeah um, but i mean i'm fucking 21 and i still fuck up sometimes yeah so do you think any of them are in the wrong do you think ari's in the wrong for going at someone younger i don't think he's in the wrong um i think youtube is a brutal place sometimes yeah. i mean i've even i made a fucking video with ari blake and uh blazonary which i kind of regret now because looking back there's so much negativity yeah. and why should i come why should i complain about other people's business mm-hmm. so in that sense i understand it because Blake kind of went personal after Ari with the whole sneaker seller and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Ari will look back at the video he made in, I give it like a month or two and kind of be like, oh, it's a funny video, but it may not put me in the best light I could be in in that situation. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, if you could wear one sneaker and one clothing brand your whole life, what would it be? uh sneaker wise i think we're going for john one yeah that's straight dope. up john one i like that i love seeing people wear john one suits some people are like oh it looks shit i'm like yeah. it's a classic you've got your colorful models you've got your yeah. tuxedos great shoe clothing wise uh running running the code uk check it out no nah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great plug i'm trying to think because i don't know i'd say something like acne studios might be a good shot mm. they've got like a good range but acne carhartt probably like i like carhartt. branded loads of stuff yeah nice uh let me look to these questions or supreme actually i'd wear supreme rest of my life you don't wear supreme anymore no i do i'm wearing, I'm wearing supreme, supreme cargos my hype beast oh really i didn't even know your pants were supreme someone said what do you not like about magnus's style i like his style i think it suits him very well um see there we go how much money have you spent on shoes in your whole life i think that question was directed to me i don't know why but maybe i'll ask you anyway how much money because you said you used to be a sneaker a big sneaker probably add everything up we're talking six seven grand maybe it's not that extreme to be honest i spent that on one shoe one time (laughs) 
I regret it. What the uh, <laughs> Adidas friends and family ones? Uh, yeah. yeah the, I the bought purple ones. The most expensive shoe I bought was for my wife, the Chanel mm. NMDs, eight thousand. Mm. <laughs> she, she, yeah. That's the wedding gift. No, not even. It was way before the wedding. <laughs> uh, it, that is dope though. It's because like that's a shoe my that bad, I, my bad, Mina. Sorry, <laughs> that's a shoe I'll never own. So I'm I'm happy she has it because it's a. I feel like it's a girly shoe. Yeah, and I feel like I got a good price. Them bitches go for like 15k now, dude. Did she, did she wear them or they? Yeah, she's off? worn them. Yeah, she wore them to SneakerCon in New York. She's worn them a lot, so it's like not like she just holds them there in a glass case. If you have sneakers, you fucking wear them. Yeah, even if they're worth fucking eight thousand or fifteen thousand. Tom Sachs. Um. What's your favorite thing from the McDonald's menu? <laughs> Out of when I'm in when I'm in the states, never McDonald's. Why? Always, Put you in a bad way. That's always, what Ari says. Ari, nah. right. it's in a bad way, fam. In and out, always in and out. Ah, oh, so much better. Have you had Shake Shack? No. You need to try Shake Shack. Shake Shack's way better than In and Out. I don't believe it. Comment section: What is better, In and Out or Shake Shack? In and Out. No, no. Double no. double and an extra cheeseburger. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, that was most of the questions. Some of the questions were just kind of stupid people making comments. But um, I think we pretty had a good, pretty interview, pretty good interview. No, definitely. A- anything mean, you want to say to cap it off, promote your channel, promote your clothing line, promote anything? To be honest, not really. No? You know, I feel like if you want to check it out, check it out. If not, then that's cool. You know, we're going to link it down below anyway. Check them out on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Check out Instagram. Instagram, just Magnus, M-A-G-N-U-S, yes. smash that. Did um, I mention that earlier how like I commented on your picture? I don't know if I mentioned it in the vlog. I know we talked about it over over uh, Wings, but uh, I commented on one of his photos the other day and somebody commented back saying, you're the last person I expected <laughs> to comment on his photo. So hopefully we surprise people with this podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, I'm going to link all his social medias and, and YouTube channel down below. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Thank hope, you for having me. Hopefully, you, hopefully you enjoyed uh, this trip to Los Angeles. Definitely, I'll be coming out to London soon, so we'll link up out there. Yeah, if you enjoyed this, thumbs up, subscribe. We out of here. Peace. Peace.